interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along. It is uh, that time of year. Christmas is right around the corner. Hope your plans are, are going well. Um, we uh, we are going to be a little bit quieter this Christmas. Uh, uh, you know, when the kids get married, you kind of get every other year, and this is the other year, so it'll be a little bit different. But I hope that you're able to gather with friends and family, and uh, and whether it's before Christmas or after Christmas, just have a great time. And uh, in the spirit of Christmas, uh, I uh, actually I I reconnected through a text that I received. <laughs> from my good friend, Pastor Solo Melania, uh, of a Christmas program. And then I thought, well, heck, I need to have Solo on the radio with me, and we can talk about Christmas. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm okay. It's always, uh, I have a, you know, it's funny, the uh, COVID and churches being busy and things going on, and we just, I, I haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see your face. Yeah, I think this is the longest in a while we haven't seen each other. It's been a while. Yeah. It, too long. Too long. Too long. Well, tell me about what it is. That, okay, so you texted me, and it was uh, it was sweet because something was going on inside the, uh, my church on a, my day off, and I didn't know about it. What was going on? <laughs> the children, the kids uh, had a performance at uh-huh. your church, and uh-huh. uh, we had a... Um, uh, the links. It's a homeschool uh, association of mm-hmm. kids that take school, mm-hmm. and then a Christmas program at your church. I was like, "Hey, we're invading your house today, <laughs> but but thanks for letting us use your facility." Yeah. And uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, that well, that is the that's a sweet kind of invasion. We like that. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, great to see the space being used by uh, by a bunch of uh, different groups. And uh, now you've had uh, now you know when you talk about kids and kids in school. Uh, you've, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm in the minor leagues. I've only had three kids. How many, <laughs> how many kids are in your family? We have 11 kids from young adults to one year old. So oh. every stage of childhood at oh. our house right now. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Yeah. You know, for those who know their Bible a little bit, you know, there were 12, 12 tribes. And so you just need one more. The pressure. To have, to have the, what's that? Uh, that's the pressure we get. <laughs> one more. 12, 12 is such a perfect number. I it's think a, 11 is perfect right now. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, if my wife is listening, she might be cheering you on right now. So <laughs> let's make it even. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there, you know, there are uh, biblical numbers. One of those is three. One of those is seven. And another one of those is 12. <laughs> so uh, just, you know, you never know. We have a dog. So that well, makes fun. Hey, all right. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I'm kidding, well, yeah. Uh, that that, that makes kidding. perfect sense to I'm me. I'm kidding. Now, you're, uh, remind us, we'll get into this more depthly. Remind everybody where you're the pastor. Uh, so my name is Solo Mwania, and uh, I pastor Lincoln City Church. That is located in 5001 South 1st Street. That's, um, for those who don't know the direction, it would be close to Old Cheney and Highway 77, in between Old Cheney and Highway 77. And there are two churches there. Yes. One's on the east, the other one is on the west of 77. And we are on the west of Highway 77. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you mm-hmm. go. That's, uh, uh, again, uh, a part of Lincoln that is actually uh, continuing to develop. Yes. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a part of Lincoln that I drive by quite a bit because I live on the south side of town and to get Omaha, you I drive to go past your church. And you day. know what's interesting is 
though a lot of people drive through our church, we are almost invincible. Uh, sometimes, you know, because um, people drive on Highway 77 relatively fast. Yeah. yeah. And I talk to people all the mm-hmm. time that drive through there and say, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a church there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. How many years have you been at City Church then? This would be 21 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I started when I was two. Wow. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's, that is amazing. All you've packed into those 22 years. That's yeah. All the kids and the church. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're, you're still relative. Hey, you're younger than me. So that makes you young. Yeah, yeah I'll take that. That does make you young. That's right. And, uh, and then uh, one of the things people can always hear from your accent, that you're originally from, is it uh, Nairobi? Nairobi, Kenya is yeah. where I was born and raised. Yep. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm a man of two homes. Yeah. I love Nebraska yeah. and I love Nairobi. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the places, that's one of the few parts of, uh, of my travels that, you know, I, I've told you years ago we went to, to Nairobi and, uh, and actually worshiped in a church out there with uh, some of the people who were taking us on the trip. They were a part of a, a Christian church out there. And uh, they were meeting in a movie house, and uh, and uh, that was one of the one of the best worship experiences in my life to be halfway across the world with brothers and sisters. Oh, how awesome is that? Yeah, we'll yeah. have to talk more about the church. Yeah. I know about your safari experience. Yes, I don't remember the church experience. That, it was uh, they. It was a sister church to, the, to these uh, people who were kind of hosting us. Uh huh. And uh, and it was uh, and, I, and I didn't I didn't know you know they I didn't know all the words. Because uh, I think most of it was in Swahili. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Some of it might have been in English, but most of it is, was in Swahili. But it didn't really make any difference. It was just like these are it's the same spirit. It's weird. Yes, it's there's there's something about that that, uh, and I'm sure people experience it in different ways. But for Christians to go again around the world, I don't know these people. They don't know me. But all of a sudden, we're worshiping the same Christ. And there's a kind of bond and a unity there that is, it's, it's very real and, and it's, and it's, it's very remarkable because you just think, but I'm so far away from home and, and I don't know these people and yet I am There's a connection. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a surreal feeling and, and it's one of the most things I enjoy the most Mm -hmm. when traveling across the world, even Mm -hmm. especially in places where. You don't understand the language, or yeah. it's a different culture. Yeah. But as the Bible talks about the same Lord, the same Spirit, the same baptism, yeah. there's a kindred connection. Yeah, you know, and it's real, isn't it? It is so real, hard to explain yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so encouraging. Uh, speaking of which, though, you mentioned that again. This is your second home, and and uh, and I will say this. This is, this is, I'm going to brag on you just a little bit in a weird way. <laughs> so get ready. It's a little weird, but it's, but I really Off mean script, it. yeah. <laughs> the, um, I've had friends in ministry who like moved into different places, like Kansas City, you know, Denver, whatever it is. And they, they never give up their sports allegiances. They never really like become Huskers. They never, they never embrace it. In fact, they almost embrace the fact that they're, they're anti Nebraska, whatever it is, and they want to show everybody how they have their own mind, and I still root for <laughs> fill in the blank, you know, my team from back home, and uh, and there's something about that that I want to say, yeah, but this is your home now. Yes. These are your people now, and uh, and uh, and here's where I'm going to brag on you. 
you're you're very you love to post things on Facebook about going to the Husker games with your kids and you're wearing the colors and you know I mean I uh, you're doing what I think a pastor ought to do you're embracing this is home this is my team I I, I want my kids to know the team and and to be a part of these traditions uh, does that uh, am I just making too much out of that no I don't think so I think there's uh, some truth to it you know when in Rome. Yeah, <laughs> be like the Rome, right? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, is um, the funny thing about being, honestly, for me, it's like about half of my life I've lived in Nebraska and half mm-hmm. of my life in my yeah. native country in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've been separated long enough that when I go back, especially when I go to rural areas, mm-hmm. they give you a little look, says, "Are you really from here?" Mm. And I, and I remember one of the funniest stories is I went to a market one time coming. I was, I was visiting on one of those short trips and decided to go to this market to buy some things to bring to my kids. Mm-hmm. And so the ladies at the market, um, <clears throat> they started talking in this tribal language. Ah. It was not Swahili, which is spoken all across the country, yep. or English. They went into their tribal language, which is mm. a country language, whatever. So... Mm-hmm. They did not expect me to understand what they were saying. Ah. And so, and the way it works in a lot of those markets, you kind of barter for your price. You know, they name a price and you kind of say, hey, I don't want to pay that. I'll pay this. Yeah. And you kind of walk out and you know, they'll only go as slow as the floor. <laughs> and so you kind of walk it, you get a good deal out of negotiating. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they went into the tribal language. And they talked a little bit, trying to figure out who is this guy. Mm. And then, um, and then when they were done talking, I, I pretty much understood what mm-hmm. I understood what they said. Yep. I could not communicate it back clearly, so they knew I probably don't. It's not my first language or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and I just threw them off, and so I was like, <laughs> I'm like, when I I'm, when I'm in Nebraska, the first thing people ask you, where are you from? And now I'm in my own country, and they ask you, they ask you, where, where are you from? from? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm from here. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. And so, but I have fun with it. It's great. Yeah. It makes life more interesting. Now, that, <laughs> I want. By the way, I want to. When we get back, we have to take a break. When we get back, I want to hear, because um, uh, there would probably be quite a few tribal languages to know, but you knew just enough to kind of have a sense of what they were saying. Is that what it was? Yes, I knew enough to. On yeah, there's several tribal languages. Yeah. But this tribe ha- happens to be the tribe that my mom came from. Uh-huh. So I, had, I have relatives that that's their first language. Gotcha. So it's one that I grew up very familiar with. Yeah. I'm not fluent at it, but yeah. I understand everything when yeah. people talk. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes total sense. <laughs> Sorry. We'll take a little break here. Uh, talking with Pastor Solomonia here from uh, City Church. And, uh, hey, we're glad to have you along for the ride. It's a Saturday morning, freshen up the coffee. We're just getting started on a friendly fire Saturday here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Sola Melania here from Lincoln City Church. And, um... Well, we were uh, talking about again going back and forth and home and all that kind of stuff. The uh, and uh, and then the uh, it's funny that the tribal languages. It's always interesting when people think 
that uh, you can't understand what they're saying, yeah. and you can. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole Seinfeld episode about that. <laughs> uh, the, uh, of course, there's a Seinfeld episode about everything. But uh, when we went to our, our host, uh, uh, was again fluent. Her, her first language was Swahili, uh, but she was more fair-skinned, and so she was assumed to be only an English speaker. And so that happened to us regularly on that trip, you know, that <laughs> people would begin to speak in Swahili thinking that no one, and of course, none of us could understand except her. <laughs> and so she always had the inside scoop on what was going on. Yep. Uh, uh, but that is, by the way, uh, the, uh, how often are you able to get back then? Um, uh, good question. I think our, our goal is always to try to make it every two or three years. Yeah. And what and family is still there? Um, I have one brother here and there's, mm -hmm. so most of my family, immediate family is mm -hmm. there, you know, yep. so my, my dad's past, uh, my mom's there. Mm -hmm. And so she tries to come in the year that we mm -hmm. don't go. So yeah. every yeah. other year. Yeah. And then we'll have some visit every once. My sister just, my sister just left this week. She was here for for four weeks, ah. you know. So when people come, we, mm -hmm. we stay, they stay longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A month, two months mm -hmm. for my mom. And, and so when we go also, we try to stay longer. Yeah. 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 At least a good month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if not longer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I've been doing with pastors lately is um, just hearing a lot of times we never hear how pastors came to know Jesus. <laughs> and uh, some of us were born into Christian homes and we've, we've known Jesus from our youth. And some of us were not raised in Christian homes and they, and you know, we, we met Christ at some dramatic point or some time later along the road, just uh, for the listener's sake, uh, how, how did you come to know Jesus, much less become a pastor? <laughs> I call myself an accidental pastor <laughs> because it never was a, a thought for me. Even mm. I, I didn't, I didn't set out to be a pastor. Mm. Uh, but uh, for me, I grew up in a traditional Christian home. Mm -hmm. uh, we were involved in um, a church uh, growing up, uh, more what I would say, a more mainstream Protestant mm -hmm. in my upbringing. My parents were not regular churchgoers, even though they belonged to a church. They, they were what I call CEO Christians. Mm. Christmas Christ and Easter only, <laughs> yes. most of the time, you yes. know. Uh -huh. But they sent... We went to Sunday school as kids. Mm -hmm. All the kids went to school, church, not, not more, more frequently than the parents mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I was 16 that I had a real personal relationship. Faith became more personal mm -hmm. than an identity as being identifying as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so, and that took a different turn in my life. Gave me a lot more purpose and meaning and letting my life become Christ being the center, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of my life. Not one piece of the puzzle. In my life, yeah. Christ being the head of me following. So uh, I know it's a long story. It would be a long story to share right now. But I made a decision, a personal decision to, I should say, actually, when Christ found me. <laughs> and he picked me up. I he like turned that. me around. Yeah. And he gave me a, a cause. And so mm -hmm. uh, I went on with my life just being very um, active in church, small groups, uh, leading um, uh, my background is in finance, so I've been spent a lot of years in banking, financial advising, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, ministry, just, just becoming the local church, I just fell in love with the local church and seeing God's plan mm -hmm. through the local church. So I always served mm -hmm. um, and went in, took on Bible school and mm -hmm. leadership in the church, but as a, as a lay leader. Mm -hmm. And so as that went on, I got ordained. 
but still had a business outside of the church. Mm. And so later on, uh, it, you know, the progression would lead to yeah. lead yeah. pastor from yeah. associate pastor, you know, and all that. So, mm-hmm. Well, you call yourself an accidental pastor. I'll call you a good pastor. <laughs> so there, uh, there's, there's certain things that can't be taught. And uh, just uh, a loving heart for Jesus and for people is something that can't be taught. Uh, so, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's the heart of a good pastor. That's awesome. So, uh, um, now fast forward a little bit. Um, you've been again, so you've been at city church though for like 20, whatever years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then wh- where did you meet your wife in that? It was before the church plant or before pastoring. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and at that point I was involved in a ministry in a church in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. She graduated from nursing school right here in Lincoln. Actually, she went to Bryan uh, Nursing School. After she graduated, she wanted to help orphans in Kenya. Mm. And so her family had been involved as missionaries in Kenya for, for years. Mm. And so I, I knew her grandparents from my youth. Um, one of her uncles and aunts mm-hmm. were serving in Kenya as missionaries from 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, we were involved in the same church, her uncle and aunt. And we had a church plant uh, from our main church in Nairobi, in a in a, um, in an impoverished area in Ke- in Nairobi, and so I went in to help her uncle who was leading the work as an mm. associate to help start a new church mm. in the city, and that's happened to be the year that Sarah had committed. Oh, she had committed I think three months or six months. I forget the exact time frame. Mm-hmm. Right out of nursing school, she decided to go in and work at this orphanage mm-hmm. that we were involved in as well. Mm-hmm. So our path crossed there. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing romantic. It was just a friendship. But I happened to see her a lot mm-hmm. during that time because of the intensive work we were doing with the church plant. Mm-hmm. So she would spend the weekends with her uncle and aunt. And that's when I was with them. So that's how God crossed our path. You know, just uh, yeah. it was more of one of those deals uh-huh. uh, that you decide to go and serve and uh, not knowing that through that um, uh, ob- act of obedience mm-hmm. to God that you would actually meet mm-hmm. your spouse there. So yeah. uh, fast forwarding the story, I would later, um, as uh, our relationship developed, uh, she moved, came back to Lincoln. I was in Nairobi. Um, um, I came back when I knew things were getting serious. I came and visited her here in Lincoln, met her father. I'd already met her mom before. And after mm-hmm. the blessing there, uh, proposed and then went back to Kenya, you know. Oh. And so we were separated soon, three weeks after our engagement. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so wow. see, it's a long story. Yeah, you ask one question, you get the, <laughs> a full hour of your show on it. So. <laughs> but, it's, but it's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story. So and, that's... And, I'm guessing you think it's going to work out yeah. with, with your wife. She, so far, so good. So far, so good. It's, all, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's been a great journey, it's a great um, path, and we just love it. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, uh, if you had to describe uh, City Church to somebody, uh, how, what would be some of the words, <clears throat> phrases, images you'd use to describe City Church? I would say faith-filled. Mm-hmm. Um, we... we um, we, we are people of faith. It's a great community. Um, uh, prayer is a key focal point in mm-hmm. our ministry. Um, uh, there is, um, I hate to use the word because sometimes it's always, I think it's a diverse congregation when it comes mm-hmm. to 
multi-generational, multi-ethnical and uh, mm-hmm. whatnot, but um, just a friendly church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, that's not one word. I think it's hard to kind of put one word. <laughs> that's okay. I think a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, faithful people and prayer, uh, prayerful church. Yeah. That mm-hmm. goes that helps. That's a good description. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take another break. When we come back, uh, it is uh, something magical is happening all over the world. And it's not just Christmas. Not just Christmas. It's not just Christmas. So we're going to talk about that. It's a, it's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Sola Melania here from Lincoln City Church. Glad to have you along on a Friendly Fire Saturday here on 1499.3, the voice of Lincoln, KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns. 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Solo Moania here from uh, Lincoln City Church. And there is something magical happening all over the planet right you now. <laughs> so exciting. And, uh, and it ain't Christmas. I mean, that's coming. But <laughs> that is coming. But uh, there's this thing called the World Cup. Yeah. And, uh, yes. uh, you know, I, I'm one of those, I still call it soccer, but the proper name is football. It is football. That's right. It is football. And now you think about it. Yeah. It's a ball. <laughs> you mostly use your feet. That's right. And then what we call football here, it's an egg. Yeah. And we mostly use our hands. Yeah. So we should call it hand egg. There you go. <laughs> the hand, hand, handball or hand egg. That's no, there right. is handball. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, that's true. You can't. Okay, good point. The, uh, the name's taken. Handball's taken. So it's maybe hand egg? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Um, the debate is settled, yeah, right? <laughs> well, it's funny. Every year, ever since the Women's World Cup, then now all of a sudden, uh, just with each passing, is it every four years there's a World Cup? Or, yeah, every four years. Uh, every yeah. four years. Mm-hmm. There, there's more interest and more understanding. And I would just say this: my I did not grow up with uh, football. With football, <laughs> I, 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 I'm confusing you now. <laughs> I, I grew up with American football. There we go. And uh, you got to come up with something there. But um, and so there are certain sports that I um, because I played them. I know a little bit about the strategy. I know a little bit about the you know. So I, enough to be dangerous when it comes to football, or or baseball. Or I even get a little bit confused with basketball because it's just kind of, you know, I know more things are happening than I'm following. When I watch soccer, I feel like I'm playing checkers and they're playing chess. That there's just, I, okay, there's a ball, get it down there. And then, and I know there are these intense strategies. So let's, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Where, where did you begin to uh, love, appreciate, or play so- uh, football? Oh, boy. I think for the rest of the world, and mm-hmm. I happen to have traveled a lot in yeah. this world, the rest of the world, it, football, or what most people listening today will call soccer, mm-hmm. is synonymous to life. Uh, you know, I can't even tell you how many, I, how many times we played. It mm-hmm. was, you play in organized team, you play on the street, you play in the backyard, you, you know. Yeah. So it was like, you know, Endless games that went for hours during your summer break and all that, you yep. know, yep. pick up soccer, you know, so it's just part of life. I see when uh, our kids played bunch ball, we called it, because all they did was just kind of gather on the ball and, and try, run. To, try not to kill each other. Yeah. But 
But at what point then, when you're playing soccer your whole life, you're mm-hmm. playing, I'm just going to say soccer. I'm sorry. I know it's football. But we got it. We got we'll, it. We'll, we'll forgive you. Thank you. It's a season <laughs> of grace. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Father, forgive me. I've sinned. <laughs> the, uh, but the, uh, there, there comes a point where, again, some simple strategies begin. And then all of a sudden, and, and, and again, I get the sense when I'm watching World Cup now, I'm, I'm watching 4D chess. They're, they have all kinds of ideas of what they're trying to do and accomplish and strategies and, and things that just are way over my head. At what point, at what point in, in a typical kid's life in the rest of the world <laughs> do you start transitioning from bunch ball to just picking up a game and just freelancing to all of a sudden now, no, I'm, I'm, I've got a play to run. I've got a strategy. I've got a, I've got to work with my teammates in a way that, that is, that won't work unless we're all doing this together. Yeah. I think uh, the, the team part mm-hmm. of organized uh, soccer, you would find they'll start leagues that are very young, mm-hmm. very, very young, but outside of the, your regular organized teams and tournaments, uh, with coach and organ, the even the kids playing in organized team will still play pickup yeah. on the street. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes that way. But they start as I think they started a lot younger now than when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in school, grade school is when you'll have more teams and all that. But um, now I think they have clinics for little little kids. You know. Yeah. And soccer is the only sport that you could come at the end of the game and the score is 0-0 zero, zero, and people go, wow, wasn't that a game? <laughs> <laughs> because, yes. you know, that's yeah. why they call it the beautiful game. Mm. <laughs> there are a lot of things playing into it. It's intense. Yeah. And getting the goal is the most difficult thing. That's why the celebration is so big uh-huh. when one gets in because it takes a lot to break your opponent. And, and score. Yes. <laughs> and then, and you see a score like, I mean, if uh, in foot, in soccer, you know, a score like six to one would be like a, a score in football of like 80 to nothing. Right. I mean, it's just so. It's a, it's a hundred to zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so unbelievably. And, and in fact, even, even a three to one is, is kind of a. It's a very, game, yes, right? very much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so world cup, it happens every four years. And and again now a lot of Americans I mean I'm a baby boomer so I'm you know I'm probably one of the last ones who's catching on to this but but it really does seem to be catching on and it has been uh, how long has I mean it's it's been a part of the rest of the world for how many decades decades it, uh, actually the whole idea like uh, or in, in England yeah centuries yeah. so it's it started before there was ever even an idea of what mm-hmm. American football is yeah yeah you know so. A lot of the sports that are played now, it was more of a foundational. Mm-hmm. It was a British game, an English game mm-hmm. before, you know. And so, yep. of course, that got got passed on to all the colonies. Yep. Uh, America didn't buy into it nearly as much. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been, you know, like the World Cup, uh, it became more of a predominant European game. Mm-hmm. And then South America came along. Mm-hmm. Then Africa came along. And then Asia came along, you know. Mm-hmm. So... So over the years, I've been watching World Cup. I think the first interest for me was 1986. Oh, wow. You know, you know every, all you hear about was Diego Maradona from Argentina. Mm. And so as a, I was a kid then, mm-hmm. and it piqued my attention. And so I have mm-hmm. been watching it ever since. Yeah. So 
So there <clears throat> now I've, we've been watching, you know, Ted Lasso and, and uh, there's a, some stuff now on Netflix about about English uh, football. Premier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Premier League and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit. But um, but just like, OK, England is going to have their own championship for the English teams just like we have the Super Bowl for our American football teams or or the World Series for American <laughs> baseball teams. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And but this is this is one of the few things that is truly international. And then but it isn't it isn't teams from each nation. It's like an all-star team from each nation, right? When it comes to the Premier League? Uh, well, when it comes to the World Cup. So, yes. So you've got a team from each nation, right? Right. And and I'm assuming that they take from all different kinds of professional teams within that nation to to put together kind of an all-star World Cup team? Or yeah, is, and it's also... Work? Oh, okay, so that's a good question. In fact, it, it starts well before the World Cup. Okay. As soon as the World Cup starts, the, the next one begins. Okay. Just the process of qualifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all these teams... Uh, yeah, Europe gets the most teams. I think they have about 15, 16, I don't know how many mm-hmm. teams they get. Mm-hmm. Um, um, then the Africa gets five teams. Asia mm-hmm. gets four and a half teams, and they split the other breakdown with uh, with the uh, islands. Australia can go Asia or the mm-hmm. or the other, you know. And then I think South America gets six teams. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and North America and the Caribbean, I think, gets two teams mm-hmm. to go. So you might not even qualify gotcha. to get to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Just for example, you have. Italy, who won the World Cup just not too long ago, a few mm. years ago, this year they didn't even qualify mm. to be at the World Cup, oh. you know, because mm. they got beat by Macedonia. Amazing how many details I know about this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah. that's kind of how it all starts. So then mm-hmm. by the time you get to the World Cup, these teams have been fighting within their continent to mm-hmm. just get the place to be at the World Cup stage. Gotcha. And so you have the best of the best within the different parts of the world yes. on stage um, with the best players. So the Premier League would work more like uh, the NBA or NFL would work. Gotcha. But that, those are more professional side. Uh-huh. And so they would have players. They'll just get the best players. for It doesn't gotcha. matter where they come from. So gotcha. like the English Premier might not have predominantly English players. Oh, well, that's a good yeah. point, right? Yeah. So yeah. Is it kind of like the Olympics then? That I mean, then players play for their home country as opposed to the country they play in professionally? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. So the World Cup will be played for your home country. So gotcha. many of the players at the World Cup, the bulk majority play in Europe. Gotcha. It was professionals. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and so it's kind of like the dream team with basketball in the Olympics that they uh, – the, 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 some guys who play in the NBA go home to play for their home team. Exactly. And the same thing would happen in soccer then. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're going to take one last break. Then when we come back, um, when we come back, we'll do a little shameless plug. I do have a couple more questions about World Cup because uh, <laughs> it is, uh, uh, well, it's it's arguably the biggest event, sports event on the planet. Not arguably. It is. Definitely. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's bigger than the Olympics yeah. in terms of viewership and interest. Wow. Yeah. Oh. The only place it gets no attention is the USA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take one last break. Yeah. And we're going to explain how we're trying to catch up to the rest of the world.
<laughs> and I think we can do it. All right. It's a friendly fire Saturday here. I'm talking to Pastor Solo Melania here at, uh, from Lincoln City Church. And uh, you're listening to 1499.3, The Voice of Lincoln, 1400 KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Rolling right along on a Saturday morning, talking with Pastor Solo Melania here from uh, Lincoln City Church. And uh, Pastor Solo, it is that time where we always do a shameless plug. So I say plug anything you'd like to plug. Tell us, tell us what we need to know about City Church. City Church, just awesome. People, <laughs> if you don't have a church family, of course, don't leave your church to come to Lincoln City Church. Yes. But if you're looking for one, you've got a community uh, that you can join. Check us out. We are Online, LincolnCityChurch.org. Very good. Very mm-hmm. good. And what time are services, by the way? Uh, Sunday morning, we have one service, mm-hmm. 10.30 a.m. Christmas right. Sunday, 11. New okay. Year Sunday, 11. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that, is, uh, that is good. Uh, my, uh, let's see, did I have a shameless plug this week? Um, my, I know my main plug has, lately has been, uh, you know, hey, it's Christmas season. People, you're thinking about uh I know there's Santa and the reindeer and all that kind of stuff, but it's uh, but it's really all about Jesus, and we know that. So uh, find a church, whether it's Solo's church or my church, find a church that will teach to you the Bible and the story of the Gospels about the birth of Jesus. Who is this Jesus? What did he come to do? What's his, what was his purpose uh, on, in, in life and in death and in resurrection? Uh, there are any number of churches that will teach you the Bible and help you to hear that story. And you mentioned the... Uh, CEO Christians, this is C of the CEO. So show sure, up, yeah. You know what? That's okay. You come see us. It's never too late until it's too late. So uh, so find a church that is going to tell you about Jesus and to get to know some sweet people uh, who will show you the love of Jesus. And uh, and and now is a great time. All right. End of shameless plugs. <laughs> um, okay. A couple more questions about uh, World Cup. By the way, four years ago, the last World Cup, we happened to be in Germany at the time, and we were in a town. We're walking through the little kind of quaint town square, and all the little pubs had, were setting up chairs and the TVs, and it's like every 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 pub that you could see was going to watch the game, and they were going to do this as a community. And and I think sometimes we think, oh, we're Husker crazy, you know, we just go overboard, and it's like, no, the rest of the world knows how to go nuts over sports, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and also, the funniest thing about the World Cup, people go crazy not only for their own countries. Because yeah. all this, there are a lot of people watching the World Cup whose countries did not qualify. Yeah. And they're just equally as passionate about yeah. who's there yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's just so fun to see how it draws people together. And I, now, I mean, you know, sports can, you can make an idol out of sports, and we understand that as pastors. Yeah. But, but there is also something, so something about just the community that it creates. Yes. That, uh, that, is, that can be very positive. It was fun to watch the U.S. play Iran. Yeah. So at one point, do we have Americans and Iranians on the same. Yes, they are playing against each other, but just I was looking at the gesture between the players uh, when someone falls, when someone gets injured, and also when the game was over, there was a mutual respect and just a connection. It brings humanity. It takes the politics out of it. It takes all Mm -hmm. the differences, uh, adversarial differences out. 
and there's just it's people to people and yeah. you see the best of humanity yeah mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. okay now of all the teams that are left now we're in the now we're in the you lose you go home stage right yes and uh of the teams that are left at this point who is uh, who is kind of in your your eye shot to to, to root for well <laughs> or is there anybody left yeah there are some i, I think there's some every, t every everyone that's left on the league the uh, my thought is you can get lucky to get to this last point that they just finished this week. Mm -hmm. You're, you don't get lucky. You're not lucky to get into the final eight. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely a cut above <laughs> yeah. the rest. Yeah. But in my view, my estimation is that this is going to play out to be France and Brazil matchup. Mm. And I will pick France to win. I just, it's hard to see. Mm. It's hard to see who can actually beat France. Yeah. Yeah. Is, now, is the Netherlands still in it? Or the Netherlands get... are in it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in it. See, now, just on principle, since they beat us, I have to root for them. Yeah. So. <laughs> the Netherlands are really good. They're yeah. very, very good. I just don't know. Like, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. Brazil's good and a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, Argentina's good, a lot of talent, but they'll have to face Brazil before they get to the finals. Mm-hmm. France, they are just too good. Mm. They can turn it on anytime, I think. I could be wrong, but yeah. my prediction, estimation, France, Brazil finals. All right. You heard it here first, folks. You get the, <laughs> that, uh, when you head to Las Vegas, you know where to put your money down. Uh, <laughs> I, although we don't promote that. Oh, okay. Uh, the, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there, uh, one of the things about, again, uh, you follow the sport, you played the sport, you, now you're, again, you're looking at it in a whole different way than most of us because you understand some things that we don't understand. If I was as a, because I, I do try to watch from time to time, uh -huh. and I need you to help me. What are some of the things that I should be looking for to, to kind of begin to understand a bit more of the strategy and, the, and kind of the depth of the game that, that sometimes I just, I'm, I'm missing. What are, the nuances yeah, versus the just, rules. So, so, well, even the rules, you know, I'm still yeah. like, uh, you know, that was offsides. So it's like hockey, soccer, offsides. I, I never understand it, but that's okay. We'll forget about that. Yeah. What are some of the other nuances that, that, a, that a fairly ordinary person like me could say, okay, keep your eye on this. And it yeah. would help you kind of track the game a little bit better. Yeah, a lot of it is the ball handling skills when they mm. get the ball mm. uh, moving. You know, they do have, uh, when they go in, they pick a position sometimes. You'll find a, a coach maybe puts in a, a 4-3-2. They put an emphasis either on the, on the backfield, mm -hmm. the middle field, and the, and the forward mm -hmm. field. Mm -hmm. And so some teams will put a lot more emphasis on the mid midfield mm -hmm. where the creators but uh, you know a few strikers you know you can see just the, their formation as they go into the game mm -hmm. uh what their emphasis is going to be on and mm -hmm. so then the defense has to kind of <laughs> also adapt to yeah. what they're giving you you know mm -hmm. so that's kind of one of the ways you see the formations go but then you also have talent Mm. Just the ability to there's the raw talent where you have really good players mm -hmm. that have a lot more control mm -hmm. over what happens with that ball. Yeah, you know. Is it, so is it mm -hmm. is it is it foot control with just raw speed? Are those kind of the two big <clears throat> ingredients? Not not, not necessarily speed. Well, you know, so speed would be an adv advantage, mm -hmm. yeah, or in some cases. 
but there's just a skill level that sometimes, um, um, you know, it looks easy until you try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it it's never a, looks easy to me. Oh, okay. It always looks yeah. hard. Well, so for some people that yeah. have, are not familiar with soccer, or mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word here loosely just because yeah. I'm a gracious man right Thank now. Thank you very much. I yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, so some people think you're just kicking the ball. You know, mm. I've had similar experiences with people who don't understand American football. Yeah. You know, I've had family come in and we'll even take him to Nebraska games mm-hmm. and uh, they'll enjoy the, the environment and the energy that Nebraska yeah. puts out. Yeah. But uh, the game, they find it to be sometimes boring yeah. because it starts and stops a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I, I, I so I see it from yeah. both perspectives yeah. you know so i could i could understand why people would not get it yeah. because i see it from the other way where people come in and say, like what yeah. are they doing exactly and so yeah. well, well they just ran two seconds and they stopped yeah. you know yeah and that why did they stop yeah what's the point you know so i, I went yeah. to a, i went to a husker game once with a guy from germany and i had to explain everything to him as we were going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> i realized Man, we have a lot of rules. Yeah. That's, it's like the whole game was like, well, that's because that's because it got boring. Just about out of time here. Uh, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. It's I my pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, those uh, Christmas service at eleven. Eleven on Christmas Day. All one right. hour service. All right. If yeah. you if you need a place to be, Solo and I are sending out an invitation to you. Come, come worship Jesus and re- remember his birthday uh, at a Sunday service, and. Uh, uh, and, and again, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. It's been great. All right. I thank you. You, mm-hmm. you bet. I say, leave you saying as I always do to think about it and talk about it. We'll see you next week.